a little bit of Bob Marley stand up and some steel pulse on the way. So stay tuned. Got you. Lock it in and listen. And we'll be back. All right. So, yeah, we're waiting for all the good things. Thank you, thank you. The Caribbean Radio Show with Evie and the Chat Meal with Billy and Friends proudly sponsors the Give Back to Jamaica Project. We give shoes to families in need throughout the country. We encourage our listeners to partner with the Give Back Jamaica Inc. Drive. We believe in whatever it takes to build a nation. It will improve a nation by giving. Send your monthly donations in any amount. Every penny counts. Or send your shoe donation in. Don't forget to tell Evie at CRS Radio that the chat reel sent you. Send your donation to www.givebackjamaica.org or email Evie at jamaica at gmail.com. That is jamaica at gmail.com.
love that song. I mean, it's just something about that song. It just brings me back to the days of the tropics, islands, and stuff. So um, I want to just thank uh, our guests for coming on um, to speak on this topic. And I hope that people um, will be able to relate to this to a great degree. I think it's very important in, in, in terms of what, how we're living today in this world and what's going on behind the scenes. So I want to introduce uh, um, my friend um, and, and uh, brother, Kamal Mali. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. How are you doing? All right. They want to know, um, I'm going to ask some questions because I know we have discussed this um, to a great detail um, throughout the years. And uh, some people don't really understand what these entities are. And I, I know that you can ha- really kind of break it down so people can, can understand on layman terms. So I'm very, very excited to have you. And I want you to go ahead and, and do your thing. And um, the callers, anytime um, after the first hour, you can feel free to, to call in. So I give the floor to you, Kamal. Take it, take it here. Okay. Can everybody hear me well? Yeah. Yep. Can hear you. Okay. Yes. Yes, I we can. can. Hear you. Yes, we can. Well, your 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 first question, you said, um, what these entities are. Well. You would have to look at all of the cosmos and realize how long certain civilizations have been around. We haven't been around for very long in all of cosmic time or geologic time. So lots of civilizations have had an opportunity to get millions of years of a jumpstart on us in technology. So a lot of the entities that we refer to as gods or any of the deities that we've had down throughout time in some parts of the cosmos are looked at as normal where they come from that's just how it is we are not that far along we were in wagons a hundred years ago so right now it's um, a scenario where we're revisiting a time period because we've been a lot farther along than we are now in our past because we've suffered a few cataclysms and some of these have had to do with interactions with some of these beings. Um, We, as I understand it from a lot of the secret space program information that I've studied um, that they've had uh, human beings all over the cosmos for a long time but eons ago a huge civilization of human beings that made it to this star sector started in a star system called Lyra and Lyra had three to four planets that were inhabited with humans and they had natural resources that a much more ancient 
of reptilians were interested in. And they decided to hit the Lyran system and go after these humans and the resources. And in this Lyran conflict, there were 50,000 humans, which were a lot at that particular time for that star system that were desecrated in that calamity. And they went fleeing to the stars. When they went fleeing to the stars, they found this star system and ended up finding that there was a few habitable planets. And this would be the huge planet that we don't have anymore that you would call an asteroid belt, which had two moons, which one is still floating within the asteroid belt. It's called Ceres. And the other one was referred to as Marduk, which is Mars today. Mars is not a planet. It is a moon of a planet that isn't here anymore, which was lost in a conflict. This brings you a little bit forward through time. I will continue with the story I was telling you as I explain that the Maldekians and those who lived on this super Earth, which is now our asteroid belt, were some humanoid elongated head things that made it from the Lyran system into here. They looked like humans, but their heads were longer. And they were taller yeah. and spinnier than average humans. And those that lived on Maldek had a conflict with those that lived on the big planet because they wanted their independence. They had their own royal lineage and they figured that they were just as good as a planet. But the huge planet below said, you are beholden to us. You are our vassal. You're a moon of this planet and you'll be paying taxes to us for the right to actually have the privilege to be our vassal. You're not going anywhere. So during this time period, they had nuclear capacity beyond what we would call nuclear capacity. The reason that we know this is because today we have rovers rolling around on Mars, and they're taking sample soil uh in in microparticulate in the microparticulate you have a byproduct that we recognize from our own planet when you set off a nuclear bomb it's called xenon-129 xenon-129 is the residue that you find from a nuclear explosion in the soil on mars the xenon levels are so high, it makes the bombs that we blew up Hiroshima and Nagasaki here on this planet look like a firecracker. Literally. But you have to figure in what kind of explosives do you need to blow up a planet that's 10 times the size of the Earth and the beings on it 25 feet tall or better. You would need something serious. So what would hurt us here in our dwarfism wouldn't affect them so much, but their weapons were extreme. And in this scenario, Ceres, Mars, which was Maldek, 
and this super earth, which they call um, they call that super earth. I would it it slips my mind at this present moment, but I will uh, recount that in one second. But they went to warring with each other, and in not understanding what they were doing, all decided to fire nuclear weapons at one another, not realizing that they're not good for weapons exchange, and the nuclear blast going off simultaneously created a chain reaction, which blew up this planet, which is why we have an asteroid belt. In the escaping of this planet blowing up, they had multiple terraforming stations that were also around this planet. We call them moons, and we have one of them over our planet right now. It was the best of a collection that they had of 12 terraforming stations that went over top of hollowed out or or dormant planetoids in the solar system, and the terraforming stations are built with 10,000 floors of atmospheric differences. So you would go on one floor and it's all oceans, one floor all deserts, one floor all mountains, one floor all jungles, one floor all forests, et cetera, down the line. Every climate you could find and anything that you would need to jumpstart a planet and they park over top of the planet and terraform it and put the conditions that they have on each different level onto the planet where it would environmentally be best and bring the planet to a difference because Earth was much, much different before the moon got here. It was only one season, hot, and that was it. And everybody okay. on the planet, everybody on the planet was black. As the moon got here, it allowed for germination and diversity of ethnicity. It's a it's a terraforming station from a long time ago from a planet that isn't here anymore. And in that cataclysm, the moon has all of these craters on it because it was getting bombarded by the shooting rocks that were coming from this planet, which we call asteroids. It was getting hit on the way out. And the only planet that they could put a gravitational tug to, because you know that Mars was also a moon. So it was it got blown out of its trajectory, which is why it's the only thing in the solar system that rotates the opposite way of all the other planets, because it's not a planet. It's the moon. Every All the planets rotate one way, and Mars rotates the other way, because it's the moon. And... As it lost its atmosphere in in that in that way too, Ceres Ceres seem to fare better. There are still civilizations living there now. They look like you can see them through telescope. Look like Las Vegas. Look lit up at nighttime. But when that terraforming station caught the caught this planet in its rotation, what we didn't realize is that the reptilians had already been set up in this solar system thousands of years and the bombardment from us fighting on those two planets created debris that came down here and killed off 
one of their experiments that we didn't know was already going on. We call them dinosaurs. We made okay. the rocks that we made the rocks that came down here and killed off their experiments, inadvertently jump starting another conflict with them. And then we're refugees from a planet that doesn't exist anymore and we need to find somewhere else to go. So where do we end up? The same place that they are. In conflict with them. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Kamal. Now, who are the ones that are, are warring with each other? Um, is it, who are they? Are they the reptilians, or who are the entities? Well, there there are multiple species that are warring with each other. A lot of them are warring with each other for who controls humans on this planet. This is a big oh. zoo. Whether people yeah. want to explain. Whether people want to accept that we live in a big zoo or not is, you know, that's on them. The reality of it is we get observed just like we have monkeys and cheetahs in the zoo. Man, we, I know they're getting a laugh out of, the, out of these people on this planet. Whoa. It, it, okay. It's all scenario where they're they're it's they're not they're not really getting a laugh out of it they're what they're getting is ultimate concern out of it mm-hmm. this is why this is why every time we power up one of our uh nuclear stations here you see ships show up and shut down all the power yeah the 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 problem is is it's not just outer space that we're dealing with here and this is where entities and everything come in. When you set off a nuclear bomb, this is why you you see ships because the signature from a nuclear bomb rips a hole through the fabric of space-time and right into somebody else's dimension. And you're pouring poison into their dimension. And nothing is really powerful enough to rip into another dimension but a nuclear blast. And before we can do it again, they always come and shut down the power so we can't do it because we have no idea what happens when we open holes into somebody else's dimension, which is also why it isn't so smart for them to be turning on huge hadron colliders without knowing what's going to come through the other side of it. Exactly. Wow. Which is CERN. CERN is one of them. You know, and that, that's a well, big uh, situation there within itself. But they are turning it on with the understanding of it being an ancient machine. They're, they, This is something they found ancient blueprints. None of this stuff is new. Everything that you're seeing is based on ancient world principle. The UFOs, all of the, if they're talking about space stations and and Hadron colliders and Arcs of Covenant, all of these ancient machines, Osiris devices, and Ark of Covenant is the same thing. It's it's an okay. old, it's it's from a world that was much 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 more advanced than where we are now. We're 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 in primitive caveman time by comparison to where we were before 
the world flooded the last time. Okay. And that's what they've been saying about Stonehenge and uh, the um, Machu Picchu. They're saying they were built by um, alien life forms, for lack of a better word, uh, with uh, supreme intelligence. Well, that's what it is, is that people are... What what we call aliens a lot of times are astronauts. Most of the cosmos are filled with people who look like us. You, you, some of them are bigger than we are. Some of them have longer heads. Some of them have more digits on their hands or feet. But they primarily look like us. They're humanoid. Um, okay. And Hold on. I wanted to ask a question. Yeah, I wanted. To, I had a question. Because, you know, a lot of uh, the people listening in, um, they would say, and I don't mean to play devil's advocate, but, you know, I just want to put this out there because I'm sure that it's running through some people's minds now. Um, These beings that um, people say are aliens, is it possible that they are like um, angels that are in, you know, you know, what we know, we know. Uh, religiously, if we were to say, are are they known as like you know imps, angels, you know things like that, demons, uh, some of the things because some of the things that uh, I have seen, um, you know, just looking on social media, uh, the little shorter ones with the oval heads with the tails, you know, one guy spotted it in Mexico. And when he spotted it in Mexico, he took a picture of it and he passed it around social media. Uh, these, uh, in the other particular one, gray ones, they've been kind of, uh, people have said they've been abducted and they haven't had really good experiences uh, with these things. You know, they're kind of uh, vicious and well, mean towards them. And so. You, you have good yeah. and bad ones. Um, they're. What what you're talking about from a religious perspective and and aliens are one and the same. Um, it's a time interpretation of what people have been seeing and what interpretations they've been able to identify them by by name. In this time period, All right. every yep. every single thing that we would relate to a religious experience of uh, seeing angels and whatnot also translates over into seeing extraterrestrial life forms. And if you're trying to explain this 2,000 years ago before aeronautics was out here and you didn't have any uh, understanding of gyroscopic engines or jet propulsion of any kind, considering some of these things aren't using jet propulsion. They're using zero-point energy, so they don't make any noise at all. Gigantic. Some of these crafts have been reported to be a half a mile by a half a mile and complete silence and move faster than anything you want. Like our fastest military jets couldn't even hold a candle to what they're seeing. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm thinking, you know, the technology that we got, come on, was, you know, it was given by some otherworldly being to man. Well, it's old. It's been here. It, that That's the whole thing. A lot of, this is why you saw Hitler and lots of people doing huge uh, um, archaeological finds all over the planet to try to locate as many ancient devices as you can because in the ancient world, a UFO was just like a regular car. Everybody had one. That was a regular form of transportation. It, it, we mystify it because we live in a world where those who are in control have found things from the ancient world and have kept it from everybody else that's here now because they can they're using it for their better benefit. If I have a car that goes zero point mm-hmm. energy and I can make everybody pay me a million dollars a couple every couple seconds for some gasoline so they can roll around on some on some rubber disc, why not? Mm-hmm. And then I can just fly <laughs> over everybody, you know, be in the Jetsons world while they're in the and and this is this yeah. is the scenario that they're they're playing they play this game because they can. You know, it's right now it's fun. Mm-hmm. As everybody is becoming more aware of what's happening, the veil of secrecy is falling and a lot of what they have been able to do isn't sliding past anymore. Everybody's heard of zero point energy. They know what a gyroscopic engine. Too many people have seen a UFO at this point. For them to say that they're not any, they've just come out and admitted it. You know, those, those who have been so secretive about it anymore, yeah, they're out there. Yeah, because too many people have seen it. You, you look like an idiot saying that they're not here anymore. Okay, hold this thought. We got to take commercial break. Um, do you have what you got on the turntable, CJ? And hold your thought, we'll be right back with you. So what do you got? What you got lined yeah, up? We have Bob Marley coming up, uh, Steel Pulse, Stevie okay. Wonder, all for you on the chat reel. Okay. Let's go to commercial break.
Okay. And we're back. Um, I'd like to announce the fact that we do have uh, Kamal Mali on tonight with us, and we're discussing uh, the reptilians and Anunnaki's. And you are listening to um, The Real Chat in conjunction with uh, uh, on radio with CRS Radio, uh, Caribbean radio station. Um, we would like to continue this conversation, and, and uh, I'd like to holler at my friends, a billion friends, and uh, just sitting back in the cut. So we'll continue with um, Kamal Mali. And tell me a little bit, Kamal, um, what, are you, what are you doing these days now before we go back to the topic? Uh, well... Currently, uh, we got a lot of music out in the world. Just at the beginning of the year, drop uh, two double albums, so four albums worth of music at once. Um, got those out uh, available on all platforms. Uh, been playing a lot of pretty big shows. We opened up for Bone Thugs and Harmony a little bit over a month ago here. Brought them into town and opened up for them and. Coming up here on the 17th, um, we will be opening up for in Detroit for Pusha T and Fabulous um, at the Russell Industrial Center. That's at uh, 1600 Clay Street, Detroit, Michigan, 48211. If you're looking for that okay. on the 17th, 17th of September, something pretty big going over in the city. The Motor City Roots Festival. So you're staying and, pretty busy, I see. Yeah, I got a dropped a full. Uh, I make toys. A lot of actually make toys. Uh, spaceships, <laughs> UFOs, and whatnot. Well, what we're doing, I, I I dropped a whole toy line this year too. So have a huge toy line, uh, urban diversity toys and comics. So I have a toy line with a full storyline behind it and everything. So be looking for that out there. Well, I'll say this. We are definitely uh, looking forward to that. And also we will be pushing your uh, your product, uh, um, your music. We'll be pushing that. So um, we love what you're doing. And let's go back to um, our topic uh, where we left off, at, left off at. So, Kamal Mali. Okay, the last thing that we were talking about, I believe. We're talking about, yeah, we're talking about the um, how the technology was back there versus us driving cars, you know, versus what we used to do um, back, back way back when with the UFOs. Well, they have, they have found all over this planet things that survived the cataclysm from the ancient world. And those things have ended up in places like the Vatican over on that side of the world or the Smithsonian here on this side of the world. And these are things that are from a time period that they basically to erase because they basically terraformed this planet. This this planet was actually at one time the home of really big entities and the, they they tell you about, you know, the dinosaurs and things like that. Dinosaurs were here. They they were but what they don't tell you is that everything was that big. That there were people here that big too. At the same 
time. That that's what they're not saying. That they didn't those people didn't see them as dinosaurs. Those were regular lizards to them. We're finding skeletons, we see them as dinosaurs. Everything okay. was that big. So you think that that was designed um, with the dinosaurs and stuff like that was designed by uh, the reptilians or the Anunnaki's or was it somebody else? Well, from what I understand, dinosaurs were a product of the reptilian race that came here and they brought them here as a food source. They were eating okay. just like we eat chicken. They were farming them. And wow. we, we uh, in our fighting, uh, created asteroids that came down here and killed off one of their hugest food sources. Hmm. And, okay. and then moved into the planet. When we got here, we found huge lizards running around everywhere that were much bigger than us. Everything else on this planet was huge, but the lizards, they, you know, the lizards and the birds, they, they had to be downsized. So they cut down all of the elder trees all over the planet, which created huge amounts of rich oxygen, which allowed for the life to grow to enormous size. You still find these elder trees cut down all over the planet, stump form, and they try to tell you that they're lava flow or something like that, but everybody can see that it's a tree stump, like Devil's Tower is a stump. And they have them all over the planet. They went through and cut them all down because some of these tricks 22, 2300 feet up into the stratosphere. And they put off oxygen that we would be 25 feet tall right now if those trees were oh, still wow. here. But we wouldn't know we were 25 Oh, that's the whole thing. We wouldn't realize we were that big. Everything would be huge. So, let me ask you this: um, What is the um, what do you see with the basic outcome with the uh, reptilians and Anunnaki's um, with the the chaos that's going on? Um, I have read where the uh, actually uh, uh, the reptilians actually taking safe shift. Is that any truth to that? Do you know of? Oh. They they can they can shape shift because they don't have a conventional skeleton skeletal structure right. as we they're they're like like a reptile like a snake would have thousands of little tiny bones um, yeah. that can reconstruct and reconfigure themselves into any shape that they want so they can make their face look any way that they want it to and like a chameleon. And show shape shifting. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now, now let me ask you this question, Kamal. Um, now we're talking. Let's go back um, to biblical, as far as the Bible. When when Eve and Adam was in uh, the garden, and instead of a snake, what is your, what is your conception of that? What do you think? Um, what what that was? Those, I have a lot of thoughts. But. Those were beings that were here. They're picking up, when they bring you into the Adam and Eve story, they're bringing you into a story of a, they tell you that the world was uh, void and and 
like when you're reading in in Genesis that the world was, you know, without form and dark and was a huge void, but it's only like that because they're telling you like the the aftermath of a huge cataclysm. There was an entire world before that that got wiped out, and they keep. It, I mean, it, the the more we dig, the more we find out. Uh, they had. I mean, this entire what they what they don't like to tell anybody is that the, a lot of the what they call Anunnaki came here and set up a civilization that was worldwide. And they call it the Tartarian Empire. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of that, but the Tartarians built all over the entire planet. They well, hey, you, yeah. Well, for me, um, they, do, do they even believe in one superior being that created everything? Come on, that would be the the playing field. Um, in the large scheme of things, they say that you have God and the devil, and the playing field that they both play on is what is actually God, called Mano. Numero uno, number mm-hmm. one, the first, first beginning apostle. So these things that come here and take the existing hominoid species that live on the planet and genetically hybridize you into them so that they can make you into gold miner for them uh, should be worshipped as God but those things existed before they got there so that's not God that's a higher form of being that has been around a lot longer than you that in your primitive form you may call them God but not really they're beholden to somebody too so what we end up with is understanding that whatever created all of existence is that. But some of these beings have the ability to be able to create their own planetoids and their own terraforming on those planetoids, which is why you hear them saying hmm. this is the devil's. When they say when when they say this world is the devil's world, the, the, there are entities out there that have the ability to be able to literally create their own planets and the ongoings on those planets, and they're not made from natural processes, but they exist. Some of them and yes, are and what, yeah, yeah, some of them are all and. Like machines, some of it, some of them are bigger than the Earth, but it's just a big machine planet. Some of them are actually made of rock, reformed by some huge, again, machine that they created and molted it into what they wanted it to, instead of what it originally was. Again, that does not make them God if they're taking something that already existed and changing the form and the shape. That's nothing but the compounds of molecules and atoms being changed in their molecular structure. That doesn't make you God. That just means you know how to manipulate structure. 
Exactly. Oh, because I was, yeah, I was referring to like, do they believe in one superior being that created all matter and antimatter? And yeah, I understand what you're saying. Well, some, some, some of they see Anunnaki just means those that came from the heavens to earth in the Sumerian language, because that's where they get the word Anunnaki from. It's a Sumerian word that translates over from those who came from the heavens to the earth. So there were all types of Anunnaki who came here with all types of different reasons and all different types who had different representatives who've gotten uh, appointed gods throughout the course of time. You have Jesus as one, you had Buddha, High Krishna, Muhammad, all of these people are representatives of something that is not from this world. Right. And right. they and says yes, <laughs> yeah. And you know the beliefs. Yes. I know it's a lot of listeners who um, do. You know, it's a lot of uh, belief. You know, in one uh, one superior um, being that created all things. You well, know, and um, it's that's yeah. Is, that's called. Um, they started that in the the first case of monotheism. Um, some say it was in ancient Samaria, but the first documented case was um, in Amarna, Egypt. Um, they started making everybody. They got rid of an entire pantheon of gods and started making everybody worship the sun disk in Aten and oh. And, when Akhenaten came in, this is where the sun disk came in, where you started worshiping it. But what they were actually having people worship is was not necessarily a sun disk. This is what they were interpreting as. This was a circular ship that would come down from the heavens, and it glowed, and they looked at it like a sun disk communicating with those that were aboard the ship. This is the This is the Egyptian pharaoh with the long head. He is, a, he is a hybrid, and this is who what they call demigods. Down throughout time, they've had lots of people who were demigods that were here on this planet, and they are representatives of different civilizations. We call them gods or demigods down throughout time, and then some of their existence became legend, like people like Hercules or you know, you've had people that were here, like Zeus, um, and now at come, one time. Now, come on. I know, I know one time or another you probably heard people refer to fallen uh, beings, fallen angels from one superior. You know what I mean? You've heard this before from one superior God. I want to get your take on it. And what do these beings say about that And that's what I was. Well, I'm, I'm so curious. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you. The story, the we, story, we are all curious. It's it's That's told right. in a yeah. few. It's told in a few different religions. Um. Um. It's is um is Zazel and uh is Satanel is out of 
the Muslim religion. But then you have Satan out of the Christian religion or the Catholic religion, and they're basically saying the same thing, that uh, a refugee band of, of, they're basically astronauts, advanced astronauts, landed on Maldek, and they were in charge of the way station, the shipping the gold from Earth back to their home planet, or Nibiru. They were in charge of this. They got sick and tired of being there because that's all they were doing. And they knew that on the next planet over, there were a bunch of women. And they had no women on Mars. I know you probably heard these songs that people have there because they make fun of this stuff all the time right in front of people's face where they got songs like Mars Needs Women. <laughs> um. Have you ever heard that song? <laughs> that, that's I haven't. Anyone? <laughs> Well, uh, let yeah. me ask you. Yeah. Interesting. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Kamal. What is your stance on um, um, God as as the main um, uh, main uh, source? What is your, I, didn't, your... I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to get off the topic real quick. I, I'll jump we, back I on see. that. I was, I was, okay. Um, okay. What, what I was saying um, is they decided to go and take some women. And this is why and they were in in the area of Babylon during the time period where they were going in and taking women. This is why you see a lot of the women in the Middle Eastern countries completely covered. Um, this is the ancient tradition that they have but it was because a lot of the abductions were happening starting taking women. They would just show up in a ship and see the women that they wanted and take them. So they started covering the women. And it started becoming a thing where you had to stay covered because it it was actually a real threat, but it's gotten so decadent in its age that people have forgotten that it was an actual real threat. They They see this in other countries and they scowl at it and they don't really understand that that's why they're doing it. But it's uh, it's a scenario where we're we're holding traditions that we don't necessarily understand, but in some cases it's been for the betterment. You know, if you if when when the Anunnaki got here, um, a lot of the 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 Maldekian uh, cataclysms and things like that, that stuff had already taken place. Uh, this is where you get the, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the story of Anu and Alalu, but this is, this is a conflict that takes place on the planet of Nibiru for the kingship. And there was uh, uh Anunnaki king named Alalu and he was deposing the existing king for the throne and in their fight he killed him and took his place and wasn't ruling well at all. He was he was a bad king. There's a guy who came behind him named Anu that deposed him and 
he figured since he lost the fight to Anu, that his next move was he was about to get killed just like he did his last deposit. So he hopped a spaceship and took off. And he made it through what we call the Kyber Belt and came upon Pluto and Neptune and Uranus and he ended up seeing Saturn's rings and all of this is documented and recorded in Sumerian history and he made it past Jupiter and noticed how many moons were there and noticed the big red spot was already there then he came upon the asteroid belt and they call it in Sumerian they call this the hammered bracelet and he talked about the destruction and well, let's let's ask this question um, because there has to be a source to some degree of creation. Um, so what are we what are we talking about here? Well, I, I was uh, telling you the story of Anu and Alalu for the the Anunnaki, how they got here. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry about so, that. So finish up. So he ends up the spacecraft that he took ended up having three nuclear bombs on them. And he took two of them and blasted his way through the asteroid belt into the inner part of the solar system here. And he passed Mars and noticed that the planet was giving back huge signatures of gold. But he noticed that his sensors were also telling him that the planets above that were beyond had more. So he kept going. When he set off those nuclear bombs, though, he also sent off a signature that alerted the people on Nibiru where he escaped to. So they sent out some huge flagships after him. And before they could get to him, he already radioed back home because he went to Earth and he found more gold than they could ever need to blanket the atmosphere of their planet because just like we blanket our skies right now with chromium and nickel and silver nitrate, they needed to blanket their cloud, cloud their skies with uh, monatomic gold to keep the radiation out because their technological advances had caused them to dwindle away their atmosphere just as we're doing now and to protect them from uh, radiation they found a technique to create clouds with gold dust in them just as we do today but okay now, at this time, let's go to a commercial break, and we'll come right back with Kamal Mali. Um, take it away, Denise. Listening to CRS Radio. 
the Caribbean radio show, The Chat Real, where you get live, real chat, and the topics are chat real. From author Dr. Denise Gotadis comes a self-help guide that will give you valuable information about the world around you in ways never imagined. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creation. Available on Amazon. In this must-read book, you will learn about your importance in the world and the metaphysical universe around you. You will be introduced to the Metaphysical God who has a relationship with you and those around you. Whether you are aware of this or not, you come into contact with Him daily. He is omnipresent metaphysically. He is in and out outside of his creation. And what does a metaphysical God have to do with you and the creation around you? You are a very big piece of a huge puzzle. The Metaphysical God in Relation to His Creator from author Dr. Denise Gotadis is available on Amazon. Order your copy right now. All right. We're back. We're all back. We're back. At 15, I would love to introduce uh, my, my friend uh, from my knowledge room. And I'd like to uh, have the opportunity to uh, to have him uh, carry on with the conversation. You're listening to the Caribbean Radio Station in conjunction with uh, the Chat Reel and Billy and Friends. So I hope you're enjoying this this show. Um, we're going to have the lines open uh, as we talk, so um, feel free to give a call, and we'll get everything lined up. All right, let's get back to Kamal. Kamal, go ahead on, sir. Hey, I was talking about the 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 monatomic gold that they were using to blanket their atmosphere. So when the Anunnaki king, which was Anu at that time, ended up talking to the guy who escaped, which is Alalu, Alalu told him, I know you probably want to execute me like I executed the previous king, but I've solved all of our problems for the foreseeable future. I found some planets and a moon that have more gold on it than we could possibly want. So he's like, well, we've already sent out some flagships for you. So if you have actually found what you say you found, then... We're going to have to work something out. All all can be forgiven, figure out something. So they get there, and sure enough, there's more gold than they know what to do with. And they end up making Anu king over Earth. And he was there for a while, but Earth was too bright for him. If you see a lot of these Anunnaki pictures in ancient Samaria, you see them wearing sunglasses. And that's the season is because their planet is a lot dimmer than what we're dealing with. They don't have direct sun. They have a huge cloud bear at all times, so this sort of a dim planet. So he got tired of living there and actually radioed back home and told the Anunnaki king that he wanted to have another family. And he actually, the king, boarded a ship and came to Earth and beat him again. In the battle, this is actually right in the Sumerian text. Uh, he lost the battle, but Alalu ended up 
doing something during the course of the battle that made him never allowed to go back to the home planet of the Anunnaki. He he forever had himself banished because during the course of his fight, he bit off he he bit off the phallus of Anu during there, which ended up creating something inside of his body that made eternal life force that they have limited. So he would still live for a long time, but he would eventually die. And they took him off of Earth and sent him to the way station. They told him, you can control the way station now. You don't get to be king over Earth. They sent him to Mars, and that's where he passed away. And his tomb is still there to this day. It is the tomb of Alalu, and this is what you call the face on Mars. And it is still staring up into the sky to this day. And when our satellites flew over it thousands of years later, they saw Alalu's tomb staring back at them in 1976. Okay, okay. The Sumerians already had the story written down way before they went and checked. Okay, now where's um, now where are they at? I mean, I know the reptilians are here, um, but I, I'm still um, trying to find a connection um, of how people can find this information. Is there what kind of resources they need to find this? I know it's computer quite nicely, but um, is there a place they can go? There's a lot of people that you can uh, look up, like. Uh, David Ike and uh, there are there there uh, Linda Moten Hall. Um, there there are a you lot got, of people. Who, you got Billy Carson too. Billy Carson's pretty yeah, pretty yeah, high. Uh, high, uh, high he's at the height of his career now. Oh, yeah, Billy Carson. Yeah, so. Oh. I mean the Yeah, the, you know, this sounds come off. Is this is this Egyptology or something? Uh the or is it like an like the sources are from uh people like David Icke and the others? The the or, the, the crazy thing about most of the information about this stuff is that almost all of it comes from ancient Kemet. Okay. okay. Yes. Um, I, I was thinking Egyptology. They, okay. They, they, they almost, almost, almost all of uh, ancient world information comes from ancient Kemet. They, which is where you get the word chemistry from. They study ancient Kemet and everything about it. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I know that on our panel we have a, yeah, on the panel it's a, it's a number of different um, beliefs. Mm, I'm sorry, Billy, go ahead. <laughs> but it's like all those beliefs seem to center right back into one general belief between everybody. It's like they are calling God by a different name and talking about different events, but it always seems that they're ultimately talking about the same force. So what they're basically saying is that the same I ended up going to different places on the planet and performing acts 
different people have different stories to tell. It's almost like Superman flying around and doing good deeds everywhere. Yeah, but my my With, thing is, where's the source at? You know what I'm saying? That's where, you know, how does it all come together? Because it has to be, when life starts, something has to start it. You know what I'm saying? Well, that which that which starts it. This is we we know this much. The the sound. So if you ever look at the vibration of sound, like if you were to take a tray that had some sand on it, and you just run it through. Uh, if you if you put it on a on a speaker or something like that, the speaker will make the sand go into a geometric pattern because mm-hmm. sound creates, and that's why they said you know in the beginning there was a word, the 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 sound of the word, whatever that was, that's that big bang that everybody's talking about, that booming sound created all of this. We don't know yeah. what made that. Yeah, see, that's the point. It's like something had to start this, you know, and some people say the Big Bang. You know, some people think, you know, say, well, not think, but say God is behind it. Um, and I, my philosophy is uh, I, I believe in the God concept. Um, so I'd have to think that there will be some entity, whether it's something that we can see, Maybe it's just energy, I don't know, but it's still a part of the creation, whatever it was. Well, and in, Big Bang in, might be a theory, you know, it might be in, something in, to consider. In theory, in, in, in theory, you would have to also deduce down that this whole existence, say if it starts from a Big Bang, it was all one collective initially. So is that Big Bang a conflict? Were we already previously fighting before this? And the conflict blew us all apart, and we think that everybody's an alien, but they're really not. We're all from the same place. Now, um, I know that, yeah, antimatter and matter, as far as the Big Bang Theory is concerned, um, the antimatter you cannot create anything from antimatter and no I'm, and you know come on I don't mean to interrupt this is Denise I I'm just saying that antimatter and matter I I agree you know with Billy on that that there is a creator because you cannot logically okay we think in the realm of logic you can't take antimatter and create Antimatter is like nothing. Matter is, you know, it's a substance, it's something. And you're going to need that something in that substance uh, to create, you know, to create. That's what, you know, you know what, I be- you know what I, I mean? It's that- like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, me too. I, I, I believe the same too. I believe that there's a creator. I just think that. We have our interpretation of what that is is skewed by uh, educational 
processes that we've gone through in this country to hide specifically. And I believe, because, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I believe that we do have a caller here. Um, I'm going to try to get them on. Okay. Okay. Um, caller, you're on the Caribbean radio show, the chat reel. Caller. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking my call. Wow, I am transfixed here on my chair. <laughs> um, this information is just so wonderful. And, and I'm hoping that um, your guest will come back because there's so much that information that I would uh, have gathered and so much that I have in terms of questions. Couple of questions, and I know that you have probably so many other people holding. Um, but just a couple of questions. Oh, yeah. I do not expect a, um, um, a real long answer. But um, somebody, I was speaking to somebody recently, and they said a woman um, in the garden, maybe that was God's woman. And then she, God made her for her himself, uh, being in the garden, and then she got connected with Adam, and hence they were chased out of the garden because, you know, of the relationship that developed beyond the intimacy there. That's the first question. The other question is that, in terms of creation, uh, and I hear you talk um, about being a male and this male being created, create, do, having the creation process. I'm thinking um, from, and I'm very limited in this biblical stuff, but just thinking that woman was created after Adam from the rib, according to the Bible, but from that day after, there is no kind of a creation that comes from a man. And even if Jesus did live, the umbilical cord is not attached to a man. It is attached to a female. So I'm wondering... How we can have, continue to say, God is um, a physical, uh, in the physical, or how we refer to him, it could be a man. Because because the man fertilizes the egg with the seed. Yeah, the patri the patriarchy is fallen. That that is what you're talking about is the the. Council of Nicaea took all of the divine feminine out of the book and replaced it with the Holy Spirit. There was God the Father, which was uh, masculine, God the Son, which was a masculine, and then there was supposed to be a female, but they took that out and replaced it with a non-gender, which was the Holy Spirit. And they did this to push the patriarchy and take the matriarchy out of the religion, which it was originally based upon. Yes. Well, thank you, caller. We have we have another caller, and 
But yes, um, did they answer your question, caller? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I I wanted to see also um, the question if you could go into um, a lot of this has just opened up my mind, and I'm just thinking uh, the the teaching that we're getting here um, in terms of Christianity has nothing to talk about the power and the intellect of our people. And I wonder how you see that right. with what we're getting, the, the base of Christianity, as opposed to what you're teaching here. Well, yes, it's a, it's a different teaching because I'm a Jewish. I, I'm like <laughs> Jewish people believe in one God alone that uh, in the superior creator. And yeah, it's yeah. For some, it's it's very um, it's a different um, teaching. But go ahead, Kamal. Well, in in Christianity, um, a lot of these things in the books before they were altered were there. There are huge portions in untampered Bibles that talk about all of this stuff like the book of Enoch is full of it it's it's just full of it and these are bible these are bibles that existed before they had a chance to take 30 books out and they took out all of the parts that tell you about astronaut travel and the giant people living on this world, the the largest ones they want to tell you about are people like Goliath. You know, they, they, they shortly mention uh, people being of gigantic size and people seeing them and feeling like grasshoppers. They shortly mention that, but they skim over it. And it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's based upon an ancient truth. Um, we 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 are little tiny micros of what we used to be. I know that's hard okay. for a lot of humans to accept at this point because we do have like as a as a species we have a, a grandiose nature about us, but we are really, really small by comparison to what we used to be. Okay. okay. Well thank you, caller. We appreciate it and we do have one more caller. Um, I will try to see if they uh, would answer their question. I mean, ask their question. Uh, caller, you're on the Caribbean radio show, the chat reel. Um, are you there? Oh, they dropped. They dropped. So, okay. Um, yes, they dropped. <laughs> well, let's let's do this, and we'll get back to the conversation. Let's go for another break. TJ, what you got? Uh, we got coming up third world, 96 degrees in the shade. I think we have a surprise for Kamal and Urban Diversity. We might have one of their jams on tonight. So keep it tuned oh, right oh, here. Yes, we do. It's the chat real. <laughs> All real right. Chat. That's All a surprise right. for Kamal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Yes, I guess it's my hand is still being up. Um, I'm sorry. I um, I he was about answering the question. So I mean, if I can, after he's finished, I could ask another question. But go ahead. Oh well, uh, we are listening to you, caller. <laughs> Um, One of your hosts hosts was saying that the man fertilized the eggs. Uh, Is he suggesting that because he fertilized the eggs, then he gets first place? Because that would be, mm, that is something that I couldn't agree with. Because the woman, the womb um, is the conduit of life. And although the egg was fertilized by a man, the woman has ultimate power, and and I say that power with some emphasis, that makes the decision whether or not the life does exist. So I, even though, and and I do feel that somewhere um, in the creation that you had um, a sexuality, so we don't necessarily need, maybe we lost the in and I think this is all an experiment. We when he talks about Akanaki and all of those other stuff, which I don't know a hell of a lot about. But this was all an experiment and sometimes I think that we are an experiment that went wrong. But in the in 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 when we're talking about the man just having his seed does not give him first place period and i cannot well, there, there, i personally I, cannot there, accept that can can i can i, I, can I no that's this not one, that's not that's not what i meant by saying that what i'm saying is as you were no, saying I'm just uh, about life and what i said was you can't have one without the other that's my point. I didn't say anything about um, anybody right. being on top. Maybe we were sexual before. That's what I'm saying. Right. We were possible, right. and, and I've read somewhere about that, because you have a, um, birds and animals that are asexual. Maybe we were asexual before, and we lost the opportunity um, or the, the, the oh. ways and means to be. And you know what I have to say? I have to say this, that, hey, TJ, hold on. Can I get this one in? Um, I have to say that when Adam and Eve were created, oh, thank you so much. When Adam and Eve were created, Adam, he was the first uh, being. And so um, he had both, to my understanding, with this is what it was originally taught. It's not in the Bible. It's in the Torah. And um, Adam was actually both. You've heard of people who are being born. They have both of the organs. And see, there was a creator who came and he took Eve out of the rib, and that's what separated the two. Both are equally important for the existence of there, the rib. That's, that's, that's my take on it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. Y'all go on. There's a woman before Go ahead. Eve calling. Eve is Adam's second wife. His first wife was named Lilith, and she was made at the exact same time Adam and I've made equally. Yes. And at the uh-huh. same time, at the same time, you have this scenario of you really just have to look at it for what it is. Women have more 
operable parts of their body where like nipples and things like that. Like they're, they're men have nipples. They're inoperable, so we don't need them. They, we don't use them for anything. And the reason why is it's inoperable in us. There are things that have been deselected and shut off because the women was, that were there first. We're an offspring. Well, women are men with wombs. That's what I've always <laughs> pictured. The other way around. Women are men with wombs. But how could that be <laughs> when even the word suggests the, the womb, the man doesn't have that in the world. So I think this is just one of those things um, that pe- um, men manipulate the Bible. It could not be that way in my book. It has uh-huh. to be the woman who created, because if you look at it straight from where we yep. are now, you don't need to go anywhere. Men do not produce anything other than the sperm, which I think we can do without if we find the formula to do this again. So well, it cannot be a man that I think that is first. It has to be a woman the other way around. The, the formula that you're talking about actually does exist, and it, and it is a known process. It is called parnithogenesis. A woman can have a baby. A woman can have a baby without coming in contact with a man at all. It is called parnitho. I learned that today. I'm writing that down right here. And, yeah, and, and that, is, oh. if, this, if this is true. Wouldn't this, that oh, it, be it, the conception of how Jesus was conceived? It, it's very true. You can look it up right now. Parniso Genesis. Women can but have babies with a man. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's uh let's go back to um what we were discussing, I just, I think that basically what we're saying here is that it's possible um, what the caller was talking about. Um, But I'm not really too in-depth into that situation. Um, And you probably know a little bit more. She probably knows a little little bit more than I do on that. But at, you know, at at this point, I just feel that something is, is got to, behind this whole situation. It's just that we just didn't pop up one day. You know what I mean? It's like we just there's gotta be something. There's gotta be a source. So well, back to you, Kamala. Thank you, caller. You're more than welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so yes, much, caller. You. Yes, yes. Thank you, caller. Yep. We appreciate your input. Well we're yeah, on so. So I, I think all, we're, we're getting back to we're on the journey to, for, you know, yeah we're on a journey ahead, to find exactly where we are where we are to get a little a little deeper where does the spirit go let's say that all this is the reality of what it is the uh, reptilians and Anazis came here and they did what they want to do um, and let's say this is the kingship queenship you know because we have this on earth you know but let's say where does the spirit go. Your understanding. Well, from what I understand, according to what they have, they have us in 
a trap, um, a recycling trap. This is what we recognize as reincarnation. Reincarnation is not natural to this system. It's something that was brought here to recycle your soul so that they can keep feeding off of it. You initially theoretically want to go free, but what happens is you get recycled right back into the same system. And the second that you go through what they call the ascension, you go beyond this point, and that is what they are afraid of. They lose power if you are spiritually awakened and you make it pass. Okay. So, all right, let's say that you don't recycle. Then what? Are we looking at heaven? If you don't recycle, there is any infinite number of possibilities for you, but what it is is you're free. You can be where you want to be instantaneously. If you want okay. to report if you want to laser port yourself across the galaxy, you can be there in an instantaneous second. You're free. Where this is where this is why they say flesh is a trap. That we're bound by a body that is a, a dimensional time warp. And if we were to ever be able to find our way out of this body, just like you hear people say when they have near-death experiences and then come back and they say that they could float over top of themselves and see themselves. The floating over top of yourself is when you're actually freed from the flesh trap. And a lot of people are afraid to go into it because this is all that they've ever known, but it's when you are actually able to accomplish way more. I think once you transition there, you have to figure out how it works. Sure, you have spirit guides that are on the other side to teach you what to do, but it is that next stage after this. It's what people are afraid of, but what all of us have to go through, there's not one of us that won't experience it. Right, exactly. Exactly. So that makes a little bit more sense because that's my philosophy in terms of how life that I was taught that, you know, there is something. Now, the hell situation, I'm not really sure on that part. I think that was a part of the uh, the Greeks and, and uh, the Romans in that aspect for control purposes. That is just my thoughts. What well, do you take Greeks, on that? The Greeks and the Romans took everything that they had. Like, there is no Greco-Roman culture. Everything that you're seeing there ancient Tartarian empire thing that they came upon afterwards. It was all of that was already there. Um, They altered all of the stories to their favor. You know, like when you, when you have battles, he who wins the battle disseminates the information, whether it's true or not. Right. Right. Okay. And, all right. So, the target, I mean, like, like, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. 
like I was going to say, for instance, like the Tartarians built so much uh, advanced architecture that has been sitting there for a thousand, for a few thousand years. Like all of the buildings in Nazi Germany had already been sitting there for a couple thousand years when they got there. The buildings that you saw here are hanging off long flags with the swastika. Those buildings were already there. They were built. Those are Tartarian Empire buildings. A lot of that stuff is it's all over the place. Because okay. this old, this was at a higher technological height than we are now. And some of the stuff survived. And they still use some of it. They have Tartarian Empire stuff sitting right in front of people's faces with modern-day bricks over top of it so that you don't know what it is, but the structures are built better than anything we can make, so they use it. Okay. Okay, TJ, what is your thoughts? Anything you want to say? You there? You there, TJ? TJ? Yeah, I'm here. I'm right here. Okay. Uh, That's it. Well, I mean, uh, Kamal, you're right, because uh, if you look at, uh, like they say, he who wins the battles makes the, you know, they create the story. He who were in charge tells it history their way. You know, you know, a lot of people for years thought that uh, the Native Americans were the bad guys and General Custer was the good guys. And we, not, and we know that that's not true. <laughs> You know, but they were in charge of making, uh, of of printing and writing the history, so they wrote it to skew it in their direction. Am I correct? Yes. What do you think, TJ? I mean, not TJ, but uh, Kamal. Well, definitely. I mean, that's that's the that's the order of things. The way that it goes is that if you if you lose you don't get to tell the story and a lot of truth has been lost in that particular regard i mean so coming full circle to what the topic was we ended up you know saying like the a lot of these societies that were building like the tartarians and things like these are these are these are astronauts that landed here and built on this planet, which they don't tell a lot of people that they would come unglued. A lot of they don't feel like society has made it far enough to accept that we've previously been farther than this. And so they wouldn't tell them that every terrestrial body in this entire solar system has pyramids on every every moon and every place that you can actually Cut their foot down. There's ancient structures and monoliths there. We okay. We're astronauts that with astronauts with amnesia that don't remember when we were great because we got hit over the head with a big, great flood. It was actually uh, this huge solar rift that they had. The the reason that that we ended up having a cataclysm was because of a solar event. And the solar event 
instantaneously took ice caps on this planet and liquefied them and raised the sea level 200 feet planet-wide everywhere in a couple seconds. Okay. Drowning, well, at this, drowning everybody. Yeah. Okay. It, well, at this point, we've got to go to a, a break. TJ, what do you have? Uh, we have uh, coming up Stevie Wonder Superstition. Uh, I believe we have another urban diversity cut also. So keep it right here on the chat reel, real chat in the Caribbean radio show with Billy and friends. We'll be right back. And we'll be
Okay, you there? Oh, yeah. I'm here. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay, we're back. We're all here. So, um, okay, we're listening to the Set uh, Real on Caribbean Radio Station and also with uh, Billy and Friends. Um, we're at the last part of the show, and we're going to start wrapping things up. I think we've got about, what, 10 minutes left? Yep. I think we got yes. about two um, nine. Okay, so I'm going to ask a quick question. Um, come on, we're going to have you come back on again. So I'm going to ask this question, and we'll go from there back to a commercial break. Um, what are your thoughts on the creation of hell? you think that was a creation that was made up? It was made to make people think before they do, but it is also something – that is in every every just about religious concept from the eastern and western world has some sort of a version of hell. There are some religions right. that right. So, so what do you, I what do you think? Um, what do you me. Think? Me, my thoughts on this, um, well, um, I know that um, there is, um, as far as a Jewish belief is concerned, it's Gehenna, and I guess the Christian belief, it is um, a place of torment for those who are, uh, who don't, um, who do bad things in their life and they don't repent of it, and um I know, Billy, we probably later on, we're going to talk a little bit about your vision, your experience. Right. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> With the, you're near, you're, oh, yeah. You you died. And every, oh, yeah. So my yeah. my thoughts is, I mean, it it is a different belief. The commit is a different belief system than what I personally believe. That's my thought, but <laughs> sorry, Kamel, but <laughs> that's just, you know, <laughs> you know how some of us are. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, at this point in time, I want to take and um, uh, wrap this up, Kamal. We love having you on the show, and we want to bring you back. Um, so if we can do this, uh, let's uh, send Kamal out with a uh, a round of applause and also with uh, his his next uh, um, song that we have for him. So let's send him out. Kamal, we'll be oh. getting together soon. All right. Appreciate being on the show. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, All right, nice, the break. nice, very, very nice having you, Kamal. Uh, we are, we are very happy with you. Yeah, that was a heavy All right. Thoughts, the children of God in your face like what? As we stumble through the halls of time 
aimless league with the deaf, dumb, and blind. The chosen ones, but with fear of sleep. In a coma so deep, follow us like some sheep. God was sent here across the stars to create master builders. The race for my parents to trait and the marks for my ancient world still exist. Got the Sphinx Pyramid and the Obelisk. In the halls of a copper, deep underground. Ancient cities I found so advanced they astound. The modern day critics that say it's ridiculous. They don't understand this. The world will not vanish. There are cities on the moon from our ancient past. In the Zulu and the Dogon represented by mass. Seated from the stars, way station on Mars. And the compass of Sidonia with faces like a hoop in a sleep way. Too long now, it's time to awake your position. Reclaim the solar system. You think you've been asleep way too long now, it's time to awake your position. Reclaim the solar system. You want our freedom and want it now. And we're not asking, so don't ask me how. Just give it up. You'll no longer keep a grip on this nation that has been asleep. Deep from the heavens, I can feel the vibe. Reinforce my drive. The life come alive. The pioneer is on. Manifesting thoughts. The children of God's in your face like what? The lost nation spread out to the corners of the world Now we come back together and we're ready for whatever When the bureau comes across the sky we can feel The focus from the ancient electric for real This dimension is here we will persevere In this war so severe for freedom you hear You can't stop Times of pressure we drop we crush and destroy to get to the We want our freedom and want it now And we're not asking so don't ask me how Just give it up You'll no longer keep a grip on this nation that has been asleep Deep from the heavens, I can feel the vibe. Reinforce my drive, the lights come alive. The pineal is on, manifesting thoughts. The children of God's in your face like what? We want our freedom and want it now. And we're not asking, so don't ask me how. Just give it up. You'll no longer keep a grip on this nation that has been asleep. Deep from the heavens, I can feel the vibe. Reinforce my drive, the lights come alive. The pineal is on, manifesting thoughts. The children of God's in your face like what?